The following program contains views and opinions which are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody! Coming up on today's experience, devotional diamonds of the day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, but right now, I need sound effects, so just get ready. The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. As we often say, hopefully before the introduction of this show is over, life lessons for our faith that we could actually use probably won't, but we could if we decide to be doers of the word and not just hearers. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? It's because we paid the bill. I mean, that's you want to know why? Because we paid the bill. That's why. Also, Bible trivia for fake, and yet somehow, real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. To the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen. And we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. Now, what's that like? Well, it's kind of like this. You're at home. You've gone through a couple surgeries in a seven-week period. You're starting to pick up a little bit. You get a little hint that maybe a little warfare is coming your direction. Your dog is not doing that great. You know you got to take him to the hospital in the morning. And your wife decides to plug in an outlet. And when she does, her back goes out and she is unable to move at all. Knowing, of course, that the next day there's a whole bunch of stuff to take care of, how do you do it? How do you deal with the elephant? How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. That's how you do it. That's how we did it. Quick updates on everything. Levi did go to the hospital, little dog hospital. They uh, did uh, x-rays and stuff like that. It looks like he will be doing better, but we shall see that as evidence in the next 48 to 72 hours. The wife, I was able to take her to a doctor, specialist doctor. He uh, saw her, and then uh, she got a little bit better. He saw her again today, maybe again tomorrow, but she is doing probably 65% better than she was on Sunday. How's Dave doing? Uh, I triple wrap my legs, so I don't have my crutches per se. I do have physical therapy today. Do meet with the doctor tomorrow. But you know what? I'm doing great. And in all of this, on Monday morning, we resolved the issue with the school, which is fabulous. And everything, you know, they're like, a radio show? A radio show? It's like, 
yes, a radio show. So we got it done. Everything is cooking. We're, uh, what's, there's an expression when people are doing it on the barbecue. We're cooking with gas or something like that. We're rolling. We're going forward. That, that is how we deal with it. You know, it wasn't like every moment we were singing and dancing, but we made a commitment. Noel and I held hands, prayed, made a commitment. We don't know what's going on. We don't like it, but we're not going to blame you. We're not going to justify ourselves. You are always righteous in everything you do. And that's where we stood. And that's how we got through the day. And now today is another day, and it's just even a better day. So I'll use Paul's thing, this one thing I do, forgetting the things which are behind me and pressing forward to the things which are before me. So when you say, how was the other day? I'm going to go, huh? I have no idea. Here's the bottom line. If you have an opinion, opinion, which is like an opinion, only it starts with an onion. If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question. Don't let it die of loneliness. You are able to reach out to us in several different ways. You can call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, you will talk to Captain Chris, and you know you'll be sailing in the right direction. You'll be talking to one person who is not in the last two or three days been walking on the yo-yo up and down and up and down and up and down. They're not calling him Duncan, that's for sure. Okay, so that's number one. So call, talk to Captain Chris, he'll put you through. Number two, you can text. Cool thing about texting is you don't have to reveal who you are. You can kind of stay anonymous. You can make a quick comment. Nothing nasty. You know I'm not going to, I just delete those. You you have to know that, right? So uh, if you want to cut and then block your number if it's really nasty. I'm just telling you. Uh, if you want to comment or share or anything like that, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can email david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org, which leads us to our brand new website. And oh, by the way, I have an app update. But don't forget, go to the website, hemustincrease.org. Website, he must increase.org, he must increase.org. Email David at he must increase.org. Facebook, he must increase ministry. YouTube, he must increase ministry. All right. Sure does seem like my energy is waning a little bit, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, sure it does. Anyhow, we are working on apps. So we already have two new apps. We have a third app in production, and we have our first Apple app. That is coming out. So there will be an Android app and an Apple app. So at least you think Dave wasn't doing much besides writing my 25-page paper after my 8-page paper after my 9-page paper after my 7-page paper after my 9-page paper. You would be wrong. So the bottom line in that is we got a lot of things forthcoming. We will give you the information as it happens. We're also trying to decide on the next books that we will also be teaching out of. You can probably be looking at 1 Corinthians 15. You can probably be looking at uh, 1 and 2 Timothy and Titus. You can probably be looking at, uh, we're already doing Hebrews, so you'd probably be looking at the Old Testament in Genesis, uh, and then and then maybe Isaiah. So we're just like, oh, yeah, we go, that kind of stuff. Okay? Okay. All right? Fine. It's okay? All right. Is there anything else? No? All right. Let me get into the teaching. I've got to get to the teaching before we miss this. And I want to make sure you get this because we're still in the Beatitudes, and we have no problem telling you that, that the Beatitudes are very simple in its process. Beatitude is the attitude you should be. That's why it's a Beatitude. 
Get it? Uh, blessed stands for happy, yay, fortunate, fortunate, blessed by God kind of fortunate, not fortunate as in weird worldly stuff, okay? So where we're at is verse 11, one of the better verses, but it is important for Christians to make a distinction right here. This is where social media may get you in trouble. That's why I'm warning you as a nice brother in the Lord. Me, your brother in the Lord. Here's Matthew chapter 5, verse 11. You are blessed. I am what? I am blessed? You are blessed when they insult you and persecute you and falsely say every kind of evil against you because of me. So let's just take that and break it down a little bit. Jesus says you're blessed. We already we already found that there's a blessing for those that are, are persecuted. Uh, that was in verse 10. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. That's cool. But now he's taking it just a little deeper. He says you are blessed, okay? Not just blessed. Now he's individualizing it. It went from blessed to you are blessed. Blessed are the are those who are persecuted. That's how he did it in the verse prior. Now he's going, look, you're blessed when they insult you and when they persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you. Oh, those dumb Bible-believing Christians, those flat earthers. That's an insult, right? It's just an insult. It's what they're saying and how they're saying it. It's, well, we don't want them to have an opinion because they believe this guy rose from the dead and nothing they do can have any impact aside from the fact that in a 500-year period, all the top scientists were believers in Jesus Christ. Besides that, besides the fact that the founding of this country, the founding of most of the medical things that we've done have all been based on people of faith, not just science. Just besides all this, just skip all that. They're just being Michiganers. <laughs> That's the reality check. But Jesus gives a caveat, and I must say, I'm not sure the church reads the caveat very often. You are blessed, you, individually, when they insult you. Oh, you just don't know nothing. You believe that silly book. Sorry, God created the universe. The dude can write a book. We'll stand with that. Then they persecute you. You don't know nothing. You're just a goofy religious person. And they say false things about you, every kind of evil against you, because of me. See that caveat, those three words, because of me? It's not that people of the world don't like Christians uh, uh, in, the, in the context of it's, it's an inappropriate thing. When the Christians are acting like jerks, that gives them all the right to be disliked. It's when they don't like us because of Jesus. So here's the key in that. If you don't reflect Jesus in your life, you got nothing to worry about. If you're not connected to the Lord Jesus Christ and he's not a part of your everything, this doesn't apply. Don't worry about it. But what it's saying is, look, if you are truly persecuted, if you're truly insulted, if they truly say all kinds of false things against you because you love me, then you are blessed beyond measure. In fact, ironically, persecution of Christians is a testimony of favor with the Lord. 
Oh, you can't pick that up. Uh, Genesis 1-1 to Revelation 22-21. Pick a chapter. I think we can do it. I will take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? She thought he was a gardener. Sir, she said, if you have taken him away, tell me where you've put him and I will go and get him. Mary, Jesus said. Now <laughs> you think three words. Come on, Dave. Mary, Jesus said. She turned to him and cried out, Rabboni, which is Hebrew for teacher, or it doesn't matter if your translation says master, rabbi. It doesn't matter. She said, Mary. She she responded, Master, Lord. You see, the resurrected Jesus Christ speaks the name of his sheep. And Jesus knows your name. My sheep, Jesus said, know my voice. And they hear me. And you were going along in your journey. Maybe you were young and you were in church. Maybe you were young and somebody brought it to you. Maybe you were in middle, the middle part of your life. Maybe in the later part of your life. But at some point, Jesus said your name. He said, David, Tierra, Tiffany, Noel. Joshua, Ashley. At some point, he called your name. The risen Messiah spoke your name to you. You know what? That's when you said, yes, Lord. Yes, Master. Yes, Rabboni. It's the most powerful moment because it's the moment that the divine Messiah speaks to you and pulls you from one kingdom, the kingdom of darkness, into another kingdom, the kingdom of light. It is the moment that changed everything. And uh, Billy Graham had a really good piece on it. said some people can really define that moment. Some people can't. Doesn't matter. It happened for those that, well, it's kind of like a metamorphosis, but it happened. And in the economy of God, it happens more specifically. And maybe the person doesn't know the date. I know my date, but maybe the person doesn't know the date they said yes to Jesus. But there was a moment where Jesus called your name and you said yes. And that was the beginning of your understanding of his depth of love. Welcome back 
to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. Now, I want to remind you, you guys can reach out to us and call in, or you can send a text, or you can send an email for anything. It can be for answers to Bible trivia, which we're going to do in a second. It can be prayer requests. It can be praise reports. It can be a question. It can be something just rattling around in your brain, as long as it's actually something rattling around in your brain that's not physical. And in that case, we suggest you go to the doctor. Here's your first trivia question. How many angels... Ooh, this is going to be angel trivia questions. How many angels persuaded Lot to leave the city of Sodom, or really technically tried to persuade him? How many angels persuaded Lot to leave the city of Sodom before it was destroyed? How many does the scripture imply in that? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. That would be the number. Also, you can text in 214-210-8483. And then, of course, David at hemustincrease.org. Let's do our DNA. We haven't done that for uh, since Wednesday, technically. Uh, D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. Now, I just think it's really fascinating. Daily. <laughs> Daily. How often? Every day. Okay. And we say it very clearly every day that ends in Y. That's all. There you go. Uh, N, never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. You might not understand everything every time you read it. And isn't it amazing that every time you do read it, you get a little bit more or you have a little bit of a different perspective? The word is alive. And as you grow up and mature, it speaks to you deeper and deeper. That's kind of a cool thing. And then A, always be ready. To serve. To serve, which means it's not all about you. Okay, I know so hard. It is one of the hardest things. And when we do Thursday's Book of Acts, you're going to see how true Christians made it not all about themselves. And it's tough because when you read it, you go, oh, yeah, one day I want to be able to do that. These guys, I mean, they really went to it. But the bottom line is if you are sensitive to the Lord and aware of other people and what they're going through, you can be a vessel used to honor and glorify God by being a vehicle of his love, his grace, and his mercy. Now, how cool is that? That's pretty cool, Dave. Thanks. Okay. Uh, you know, I always answer my own questions. That's kind of what's sad. But that's only that half of the voices in my head. How many angels persuaded Lot to leave the city of God, uh, city of Sodom before it was destroyed? Uh, and the reason that I said that is because it took a lot of persuasion before they, okay, that's enough. <laughs> and then they just kind of kicked him out. Uh, 972-445-0770, that's the number. Also, 214-210-8483 if you want a text. We'll leave it there for you. Uh, by way of prayer, the one thing I would ask, the one thing that's been in my heart a lot is for the audience. I, I It's not a sense, but you ever like pray for something and you just kind of like, it's like a cloud hanging out there or something, or yeah, I don't even know if cloud's the right word, but just some, I just really uh, believe that some of the people that listen to us really have some physical struggles and I'd like everybody just to take a few extra seconds when you're praying, especially when you're praying for the radio audience, just really to pray for the physical. And I'm not talking about me and my leg. I'm not, I'm not talking about Noel. I'm talking about people that are going through the mill straight up, you know, right down to it. 
uh, people dealing with cancer, people dealing with life-ending scenarios. Just want to pray that the Lord comforts them. The Lord's timing will be perfect, but you can still pray his blessings and his grace. Fill their time with lots of his love and lots of honey that comes from heaven. So that's a, that's a good thing, okay? Okay. All right, so now we're going back to the text, and then at the end of it, uh, uh, Captain Chris will remind me uh, to do whatever it is I'm supposed to do because I already forgot. Uh, verse 11, you are blessed when they insult you and persecute you and falsely say every kind of evil against you, okay? Now, I want you to understand something because Jesus is a—to say he's a master spokesman is just not—it's not fair because he's the spokesman. Not just a master spokesman. So in the first uh, portion of the Beatitudes, everything is about the crowd. Blessed are they. Blessed are those. Blessed are those. Blessed are those. Blessed are those. Verse 11, he makes the switch. Okay, first 10 verses, or first seven verses, really about everybody. Verse 11, switch. You are blessed. Big change, right? And that means that he's addressing, and he's now he's getting into specifics and individuals. And you'll see how that breaks down as he gets into the salt and the light and everything else, but now he's made the switch. And so he says, you're blessed when they insult you and persecute you and falsely say every kind of evil against you because of me. Four times he uses the word you in one verse. So that's a big, big change. Be glad and rejoice because... Your reward is great in heaven, for that is how they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Two things to say that is really that are really important. It's not often that you and I think of ourselves as somebody who is going to have uh, some connection to any of the major or the minor prophets in the Old Testament, but you'd be wrong. And I would be wrong. The, the reality is those people that, that spoke up for God and even the ones that awesomely, awesomely got books named after them and wrote all that stuff, there is a connection between them and you and me and everybody that's an authentic Bible believer, which is totally cool, right? Right? That's totally awesome. What's Incredible is that God sees the children who are his now in the New Testament covenant as special like he saw the prophets. He's moved this, and I've taught this before, and a lot of people have a hard time theologically, and I've debated any time with any professor anywhere, which is why nobody talks to me about it, and that is this. In the Old Testament, it's very nationalistic, Israel, Israel, Israel. In the New Testament, it's very church-oriented, right? Church, church, church. But the one thing the New Testament does that's strangely unique is it does a lot of individual stuff. The kingdom of God is within you. So it's changing. In other words, well, this is like it. And so what was once nationalistic becomes a little bit more individualistic. And you need to see that. And you as an individual are connecting to the great prophets and the great people of God. That's cool, and it's kind of a fun thought you can deal with. It's the bigger, earlier part that just gets skipped over because we are a microwave it now, give me my fast food, put the money in my account right this second kind of people. Verse 12, be glad and rejoice. Oh, be glad and rejoice. Here we go. For what? Because your reward is great. In heaven. Does that mean you get no rewards now? No. 
but it doesn't it doesn't mean that you get all the rewards now either. This is about laying up treasures in heaven. This is about investing in the future. Everybody knows the best investment is the one that pays off the longest and gives the highest return. Well, here you go. <laughs> there it is. Right? Be glad and rejoice because your reward in heaven is great in heaven. And what we do is we go, well, that's cool, but I want this solved now. <laughs> okay? Don't, don't lie. Don't, you know, just, you know, God knows. And what we do when we do that is we make the whole existence about this 80 years or 90 years or 100 years or 120 years. But we don't believe that's not the core of our faith. That's not even what Jesus taught in the Sermon on the Mount. He's telling you and me, you know, in heaven, man, you are just, you're just laying it up, man. You are just this, this, you know, you ever get real excited and you get prepared for a vacay and you're like, oh, I'm going to vacay. We'll go to this motel and, oh, they got the room service and they got a pool and they do the, you know, the hibachi uh, the thing where they flip the shrimp into somebody's face and they eat it and, oh, it's so exciting, right? That's kind of that future anticipation. Okay, Jesus wants you to have that, but for heaven. There you go. Just think of it uh, as the as the grace and mercy in <laughs> built in heaven. <laughs> it's like it's unlimited. There's going to be feasts. There's going to be so much stuff going on. It's uh, it's it's going to be in its own way opulent because it'll be so so much fun because we'll be being with the Lord and He's always doing new stuff and cool stuff. Well, that's how we need to be thinking about laying up treasures in heaven. That's how we need to be thinking about it. And then Jesus says something that's funny. He says, be glad. And what a lot of us do, and I do it too, so let's not, you know, get spiritual. Let's not be spiritual people who are like, I am holier than thou. Let's not do that. He's like, be glad now. And I'm like, okay, but I want to have fun Christmas. <laughs> Right, right, and he's like, "Look down the road," and I'm like, "I'm looking at the end of my shoes." <laughs> it's like that's the tension, and he wants us to change it, and he wants us to get on his page, and not him getting on our page. When Christianity, we've talked about this before, when Christianity is an add-on. Because you've got a cool life, you don't have an idea at all what Christianity is. In fact, you don't even know who Jesus is. When your life is Jesus, getting a little closer. Isn't that wild? Getting a little bit closer. All right, now we're going to get to our trivia in a second, so I know it's coming. But I want you to hear what Jesus is saying in the Sermon on the Mount as soon as he moves it from the corporate church mentality into the individual place. You should be happy. You should be glad. You should rejoice and find great strength as you are pouring into your future future the one that you will have hanging out with God. That's what he's saying. All right. Okay. The trivia question was about how many angels how many angels persuaded Lot to leave the city of Sodom before it was destroyed. And the answer is two. But but uh, Lot was pretty pretty lame about that. So they actually grabbed him and pulled him out. Which is like 
See, sometimes the Lord has to grab us and just to pull us out because we not that sharp. Okay, uh, take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, top of the hour. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year-end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. Who is David Spoon? We have on the line Tina from Elko. And Tina, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you doing today? What? I am doing great. One, the, is this the first time you've heard the show? No, I listen to you every time I get into my car when I leave my job. Ah, awesome. Thank you very much. Is there anything that we can be praying for just to be in agreement with you regarding anything that the Lord's working on in you? Yeah, there is. Okay, fire away. Um, First of all, I'd like to see my family's hearts turn. Second of all, I am not putting God first, and I'm not being obedient in certain ways. Let me sum it up a little bit. I have a boyfriend. Okay. I should answer it. So I really need prayer to get back on track with God. Okay, let me pray with you, okay? Okay, All right, let's pray. Lord, we just come before you right now, and we lift up Tina to you, and we ask you right now in the name of Jesus that uh, first and foremost you would work on her family's hearts, that uh, there'd be a softening, and that there'd be a grace and a mercy given uh, to the family and uh, between the relationship that Tina has with the family, and we just pray that your mercy would prevail, and we just pray that you would encourage her. Instead of this being a discouragement, let this become an encouragement that she is a daughter of the Most High seeking out help from her Heavenly Father. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.